Listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Goldseth. It is Monday. I'm really loud. <laughs> Monday, March 23rd. It is the virtual edition. Um, it's Mental Health Monday, and uh, we're going to go full the the full segment on Mental Health Monday today because it's Monday, and uh, it's March yes, 23rd. It um, many of you like us are probably under stay-at-home orders. And uh, with the option for, for folks to come into work, some don't even have that option, uh, but we're going to uh, do our best. Everything is pretty much so remote these days for KFUO, so we're um, bear with us if things seem a little bit slower or a little bit odder than usual. <laughs> we're running everything, uh, clicking through things on all on one screen, all like five machines all on one screen. So it's, it's going to be a fun week on KFUO, but we're going to make the most of it because, uh, well, the Lord has given us this technology and we want to use it to, uh, well, to bring you the word of God, to support you in your vocations. And that's what we're excited to do here on the Coffee Hour with Mental Health Monday. Uh, thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. It is Monday. That means it is time to check in with Deaconess Heidi for uh, Deaconess Heidi Gaiman for Mental Health Monday. Good morning, Heidi. Good morning. Happy Mental Health Monday. And I'm glad that we can do this via all this technology. It's something to be grateful for today. I like that. Indeed. Indeed. I'm very grateful for this as well. It's kind of crazy to think that each of us uh, are in our own homes. Um, in our household uh, is, let's see, homeschool is going on in the room right next door. So I think uh, last time <laughs> I checked, there was math happening this morning. Uh, how is your household looking there, Heidi? Yeah, I should probably always have my disclaimer of like all the Gaimans are home. And so as everyone knows, we like to keep it real around the Gaiman household. And so they might be popping down. I told them from nine to nine thirty, mom has a recording and they they know what that means. So they're usually pretty good about it. But we'll see. I have their piles of stuff built up on the table ready for school. And the older ones are doing all this Zoom stuff. And so I, I like to have everybody together at the dining room table, even while I'm working in the same room and everything. Everything, but I had to tell them, like, you're going to need to go in another room because everything's <laughs> like they're still talking to people on video, which is so awesome, but really loud. So, <laughs> so yeah, we, we stand in gratitude at that. And I think we're going to talk about gratitude in a couple weeks. Um, but, you know, today we're going to talk about five things that we can zone in on, you know, come to that are very simple things that remind us that uh, we are alive and well and God has given us with many things. So there is a place of gratitude in that, but we're going to get these things in our lives and maybe some attention to them, if you will, so that we can maybe reduce a little bit of anxiety during this time, a little stress, especially with all that noise in the household and all that, uh, you know, rearranging of work and things like that. So we'll go over these five things today that are really practical things for good mental health. Rearranging of work, rearranging of furniture. We're just rearranging a few things uh, being inside for a few days. <laughs> Sarah, everybody yeah. in your household doing well? Before we, before we get too far into our topic, everybody doing okay in the Gulseth household? Yeah, we're chilling out. We're we're uh, doing a lot of rearranging. Actually, the rearranging furniture is really 
really a real life situation in our house. We had to rearrange the spare room. So I have an office to work from. And now it's, you know, we have a futon covered in boxes that we're now going to go through over the next couple of weeks and finding all the projects that we thought we weren't going to have time for. <laughs> and now we all of a sudden have all of this time to do all of these things. So I also bought a, uh, a little pot of roses to put in front of my computer Aww. today because I needed a little bit of, you know, color mm -hmm. in my life. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's good for your mental health. Good job. It Step is good one. for my mental health. Small things, <laughs> a lot of times, like little mm -hmm. tiny things in our lives and just recognizing that can make a big difference. I really like that. That's good. So, so we're all taking these small things. What are some, some small things? What do you want to dig into today, Heidi, to help us out um, in, well, in these times and in, in, in any times, really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I started with my youth this study and we adapted it for youth and did a lot of, uh, you know, rearranging and stuff, just like anything else in life right now. Uh, but we were studying rest, which was a study called Vantage Point, And it's from Brenda Jank from Run Hard, Rest Well, who is a DCE uh, director of Christian education. And she is in Indiana. So she runs this organization, Run Hard, Rest Well. I recommend the website, especially right now. She has different resources that are available um, for learning the four rhythms that she discovered in the Bible of Sabbath, solitude, quiet, and rest, and stillness. And so she had these different things listed. And I have, like I said, changed the list a little bit uh, in regards to the research for mental health and the things that we know that are in our everyday life that have a huge impact on our mental health. And so these five things that I have listed, some from Brenda, are breathing, water, food, hugs or physical touch, and going outside. And so you can see how simple those things are. Those are not, you know, uh, those are not things of privilege, I guess, is one thing that we could say, you know, when you and I talk about rearranging our home and our furniture and working from home, like we have to recognize the privilege in that, right? We mm -hmm. all... Uh, that are <clears throat> in this conversation today have a house with warmth in it and and the the even the food I guess in our that's readily available for us and the ability to stock up at the grocery store th those are all things of privilege and so recognizing that is important but dialing back to understand that these five things are things that we all have in our life to some degree um, and so we can focus on these things a little bit and with each thing, bring mindfulness to it. And I know mindfulness is a word that some people don't love because it, it touches on some like Eastern religion ideas and stuff. But I like to remind people that mindfulness was Jesus's idea first. Like we don't get to steal it from him <laughs> for other cultures and religions. So, you know, Jesus is a mindful kind of guy. He, uh, he does simple things really well and sits with people and recognizes the gifts that God has given them in that moment and recognizes just those little things that God is a part of our life in. And so, so we're going to talk about those things today and we'll start with breathing. I have a lot of words. So any thoughts before I start on that, Andy and Sarah? <laughs> well, I know breathing for me, uh, it, at least recently in, I don't know, the last few years, I've started to understand the importance of that and how just like when I'm feeling the anxiety, like the, the, the anxiety hug that like still like wrap you and not let you go. Just, Ooh, that's um, good. 
just sitting and breathing through that and taking intentional breaths is is incredibly and sometimes surprisingly helpful. Oh yeah, definitely. I would say of this whole list, breathing is number one, the one thing we all have no matter what. You know, if you are living, you are currently breathing. And so especially with the coronavirus outbreak right now, I think being aware of the breath also is a place of gratitude because it the virus hugely impacts our respiratory system. And so taking a minute to thank God when we feel the breath inside of our lungs is a wonderful spiritual practice that can reduce anxiety on two fronts. Number one, we know that recognizing our breath slows it down. Just having an awareness of it slows it down. And so that is really helpful for anxiety. It helps turn on all the systems in our body to work the way they need to work to get oxygen where it needs to go. And then also, again, dialing into that gratitude also reduces anxiety. It alleviates sadness and brings a feeling of contentment usually for us. And so there's some ways that we can do that some easy ways is just first notice your breath in and out, in and out. I I get some pushback from people because <laughs> it, it's a little uncomfortable to sit and do something that simple when we are people who are used to doing and going and accomplishing things. And I would challenge you that that creates anxiety, <laughs> you know, the, the needing to get it done and the constant movement and the not dealing with our internal emotions and thoughts and feelings that creates anxiety and it creates meta anxiety, we call it, which is anxiety about anxiety then also. So uh, we don't want Been that. There. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in and out, just noticing your breath, you can count that is useful for some people. I have noticed that for some people, it's also just helpful to, to think of the words in and out and in and out, and that really slows down the breath. And again, we always like to connect it to God. In Genesis 2, 7, he says he, is, he gave us the breath of life when he created man. And so recognizing that that breath is only by him. We would not have it without him, and we will not cease to continue it without him. And that awareness of our relationship with God in our breath also brings another sense of slowness to it, which is really helpful. I have just recently, uh, in dressing some some uh, health issues, been instructed by a physician to uh, to practice breathing and to emphasize or, or to pay attention to, to just as you were saying to um, to stop everything else that I'm doing, uh, e even whatever I'm I'm thinking about, and be aware of my breathing and so that I'm paying attention to breathing deeper from the diaphragm, not necessarily raising the chest, but rather um, breathing mm -hmm. deeper from from the, the diaphragm, from the gut, basically expanding the mm -hmm. abdomen rather than the chest. And that's been really helpful. And it, you were talking about, uh, you know, some of us might not be um, real inclined to just pause or to stop and think about something as simple as breathing. But how many times do we read in the scriptures the word consider, the, mm. just the word consider? Um, 
Old Testament, New Testament, how many times do we read that word? Can you consider something very well when you're on the run or always thinking about other things or always focused on other stuff? How well can you consider something? Just just came yeah, to mind as, we were, as you were talking about breathing. Um, God often gives us uh, a command to consider. Yeah, that's a really good scriptural connection, too. And I like that. That's something, even that word, you know, if you settle on the word of God and its power, when you take that moment to breathe, if you'd like it to be a devotional moment, look up one of those verses that utilizes that word consider and just sit in that one word that God has given us in his word for us to utilize. I think that's a really great tip. I love that, Andy. There's a couple other... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Andy. Sorry. Well, you were even referencing Genesis. I mean, how did God create man? How did, how did he, or he created him from the dust of the earth, but then what did he do? Uh, he, he breathed the breath of life into him. Uh, it's so and, beautiful and... to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Breathing I, just, I, I feel sometimes so peaceful we... thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes we, we look past that, you know, that very mm-hmm. important thing of just breathing and uh, yeah. just pause, consider what God has given you. That, that I think leads us to gratefulness too. Um, you know, spend yeah. some time in gratitude and, and, and grateful as you were talking about. Sorry, carry on. No, no, exactly. Well, and a couple things in that. Number one, I think it's unique that Job is the other book of the Bible that really forthrightly talks about the breath that we have in our lungs as the breath of God, as a title. And that gives it this sense of belonging to God, that God is the one in charge of that breath and he's the one over it. And consider Job's situation. You know, when we think of Job, we think of the worst of the worst of suffering and struggle. And so his ability to just focus on that one tiny thing in life, uh, that really does change our uh, sense of pain tolerance, even when we have a chronic illness or if we have chronic pain, breath is so important in those things because it really does bring more oxygen so that our pain receptors are more reliable, if you will. And then it also does give us a sense of focus on something else that does change our awareness of the pain as well. So so that's one thing we know from research, but also Job brings to the surface, if you will, in the Bible. There's a couple kinds of breathing that are really useful for people too, if kind of the noticing and in and out, if you want some variety. One is, and my youth love hearing about this one, is the Navy SEAL or tactical mm-hmm. breathing, because who doesn't want to be breathing like a Navy <laughs> SEAL in their life? Can we do um, that? Can we... Can we get into that here? In Can we take a quick break and then come back to that yeah, and talk about absolutely. the yeah. breathing? It is Coffee Hour on Mental Health Monday. We're talking with the Deaconess Heidi. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We'll be right back. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa, host of Thy Strong Word, taking your questions as we go through the entire Bible, chapter by chapter. Let's read together with guest pastors from around the country and the church around the world, taking chapters and verses together in context, every passage fitting together in the Lord Jesus, because He is the Word of God. Let's read together. Thy Strong Word, weekday mornings at 11 on Worldwide KFUO. Underwritten by Lutheran Heritage Foundation, lhfmissions.org. 
Hi, I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson with an invitation for your LCMS congregation or organization to become a Church of the Week for a gift of just $595. If you would like, you can split that into monthly gift payments. Also, if you commit to be a Church of the Week between now and Easter, in addition to 35 30-second announcements and your pastor or leader being on one of our programs, we will give you, for your pastor, a beautifully bound Luther's Small and Large Catechisms, compliments of Worldwide KFUO and Concordia Publishing House in St. Louis. This small and compact volume has Luther's seal on the front, the pages are gold-edged, and the inside print is plenty large, even for an older person like myself. So contact me to schedule your week. You provide the information for the 30-second spots, and we'll produce them for you. Our thanks to CPH for partnering with us. Call 314-996-1520 to schedule your week today. Did you know that your individual retirement account may make the best gift to KFUO? The IRS now allows individuals 70 and a half or older to transfer their required minimum distribution directly to charity and avoid paying the associated income tax. These gifts can provide regular long-term resources to KFUO. If you have questions about making an IRA gift to KFUO, call me, Mary, at 314-996-1518. We'll send a representative out to help answer your questions and help you establish a legacy of giving to your favorite radio station, Worldwide KFUO. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday, Mental Health Monday. We're talking with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. Before we went to break, we were talking about breathing, and uh, you had a technique for us, tactical breathing. Also, uh, I think you called it, uh, what, Navy SEAL breathing technique? Yeah, Navy SEAL breathing. I um, There's some really good YouTube videos, so you can just look them up, listener. But uh, it's really fun because it gives you a unique sense of breath so it changes your vantage point of your breath a little bit and and the way oxygen moves around your body because you breathe in for five you hold for five and then you breathe out for five and some people call this box breathing too so they do Mm -hmm. an actual round of four and you can google those terms and all that stuff but it it is a unique way to slow the breath down and that holding of it it really does slow your sensory system and everything when it feels overwhelmed. So that's a really useful one. The other one that's really good for kids in particular is called, I call it Elmo breathing with my clients, (laughs) but it's actually called belly breathing. I mean, who, I mean, who doesn't want to engage in some Elmo breathing, you know, that's really fun, (laughs) but he has a really good video on uh, YouTube. Also, you can look up the Elmo breathing technique and there's some kind of, pop star singing along with him and everything, but he teaches kids how to look at their abdomen, like you were just talking about and watch the balloon, you know, move up and down. And sometimes for kids to teach them this, you can also even blow up a balloon if you have one and then put it on their belly while they lay down and then show them how the balloon moves up and down. And that, that shows them that they're breathing from the right area in their body to get the most oxygen throughout their body. So that's breath. I feel like we've spent a lot of time on that one. But again, that's the one that we all have available to us at any given moment that we can take three minutes from our lives to just get chill and focus on the breath for a little bit and connect it to God as our maker, our savior and our redeemer. (laughs) 
All right. We're, we're Do you trying want me to, to move on to the... water? Oh, sorry. I see myself just... tagging our chat. <laughs> sorry. No, we're trying to pass How do we the... move on, Heidi? <laughs> we don't. We don't have you our guys are cracking me up. back and forth. So it's, it's right. relying on chat. I was a little. Slow. It was my fault. I was slow in passing it. <laughs> it's fine. Always it. we're good. entertaining <laughs> on Happy Hour. This will be less awkward in a week, maybe. <laughs> so. So we, we, we we're talking about five things. We've gotten through one. So the right. next four are what? Water, oh, yeah, right. food, <laughs> outside, food. and hugs. Uh, which one do you yes, want to talk yes. about next? Yeah. Um, well, water, I can say really quickly, is similar to breath. You know, water, we all have readily available to us. And the reality is that we cannot live without water more than any of these other things besides breath. We can't live without water and we will dehydrate quickly, which we know is terrible for our systems. And so especially right now when we're all trying to stay healthy and well, use water as a hydrator to boost your immune system, to aid in any kind of healing of what's going on in your body before you even know it sometimes. It's amazing how God heals when we don't even know what's going on inside our systems. And so when you take a drink of water, remember your baptism. You know, it's a simple way to connect it to God and what he's doing inside of us, that he provides real living water in Jesus Christ. Uh, John 7, 37 through 39 is a really good reminder of who he is in connection to water and life. Um, and, you know, my youth were so fun when we were talking about this because these are junior high kids and they had to come up with different ways that they uh, thought these things brought God to mind. And they mentioned that when you take a drink of water, how it kind of just fills your internal cavity and you can feel it like moving down your throat and into your stomach and everything. And they reminded me that that reminds us that God fills us up and we are never empty in Jesus Christ. And I just really love that. So. So water's a real simple thing, again, that we can do to uh, boost our immune system and take a moment to rest. So two of the things that you've already mentioned, breathing and water, both all, I think, impact us physically, which then make a difference for us in terms of our mental health as well, right? When our body mm -hmm. is, is functioning properly physically, then mm -hmm. that's going to impact how we're doing mentally, right? Yeah, remembering that mental health is physical health. We're not talking about yeah. two different things. I think that's really important. And then mental health has another layer on it because we think about not just hormones and brain and neurology, but we also think about thoughts and these abstract ideas like feelings and emotions um, and how that affects our behavior. So yeah, certainly anything we do that's good for our physical health is gonna help our mental health. And then we can do some other other things that also boost our mental health. Like we said, when we when we are using these items for our physical health, we're also checking into gratitude and things like that that have another layer to help our mental health. So we have about three minutes left. What would you I like know, to Of course we do. Okay. <laughs> we did a double episode and we still can't get it all in, right? Okay, so... So food 
food I think we could do. And then we could maybe even save touch and going outside for the next segment when we talk about giving thanks. Maybe that'll go well with gratitude. But food is this really cool thing that God gives us. And I would like to just make Heidi's proposition that we make too little of the connection of God and food. You know, we usually kind of relegate it to saying grace or saying thank you for our food to God. But if you look in the Bible, how many times is God eating with people? You know, God created food to be relational and to be a way that we connect with him. And I think the number one way that we see this is in the Lord's Supper, right? He gives us food that is himself, his body and blood, and we take it in. Uh, but if you expand that, consider Genesis 18 is a really good example of how God eats with Abraham and sits down and converses this. Well, we, it's the angel of the Lord, if you will. So I don't want to overassume, but at the same time, you know, we have uh, understanding that we think that's an incarnation of Jesus Christ early in the Old Testament. Uh, and so, you know, Jesus calls himself the bread of life. These are big things. And so when we sit down to eat, when we are mindful about that and take time to think of what God has given us as we take each bite instead of just in the beginning, or when we think about the energy that he's going to give us through this food, or when we talk about God while we have the time because we're sitting down and eating food instead of running around, that is going to reduce our stress and anxiety in uh, a couple ways. Number one, just that nourishment and the good food in our system, lots of vitamins, but also spiritually connecting is going to improve our mental health. All right, Sarah has a comment. Go, Sarah. <laughs> well, you're saying all of this uh, food and community and uh, and now that we can't actually go to our friend's house to eat or a lot of millennials, right. you know, they have they have these like Monday night dinners or something where, where millennials that are couples or, or singles, they come together and have food. But since we can't do that right now, uh, but we do have the Internet. So I just had an idea that we can make food, we have a Zoom call or, you know, Facebook message call or whatever. And, and we can sit and digitally eat with each other still and still have that community over food, even though we can't physically be with each other. Digital dining dates. Yeah, that's dates. super fun. Yes. Ooh, digital dining dates. There's a graphic in that. We're going to make it. And like, <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. And I do think there's families, you know, I hope they're enjoying this time. Uh, mm -hmm. And it is it is stressful. I, I totally recognize that. And we can be just like our whole duality series. We can be stressed out and also enjoy it at the same time. That's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but, <laughs> but having that time for a family meal, please take it. Please take the time to eat around a table instead of in front of a TV, you know, even once a week, even once a night, whatever you do, uh, that is going to not only, we know it helps us process the food better in our bodies and so gives us uh, the more of the nourishment that we need, but it also gives us that mental health boost of community in the people that are in our own home as well. And I love that. Mental Digital dining tapes. Go do it. <laughs> <laughs> mental Health Monday on the Coffee Hour with Deacon and Heidi Gaiman. Thanks so much, Heidi. Thanks. We'll see you next time. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.